Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday afternoon. And since it's Wednesday, it is time for our midweek audio column with the wonderful Cruzanne McCalligan. Cruz, it's great to see you this week. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm, I'm in such a good mood this week. I'm, I've just booked my vaccination. Do you know what I feel like this week, Maureen? I feel like on top of the world. <laughs> oh, I've got a plant in the way. Uh, is, that the, is that the theme for... For, for today, is that like actual spinach leaves? I can't really tell. I think so. It looks like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I thought. So we are Ooh, live on Facebook this afternoon. You'll be able to see Cruzanne <laughs> McCalligan <laughs> holding some leafy bits. Um, and yes, yeah. the topic today is spinach. Uh, why, it may is. I ask, Cruz? Are you a why spinach lover? Okay. I'm a. Oh, I love spinach. I love spinach. I think I eat spinach every single day and i recently thought to myself if i was to get a tattoo i would get a tattoo of spinach what (laughs) i was just thinking about i was like i just i just find it just the most i don't know it's just such a big part of my life and i mean i'm like i don't know why i don't know why i say this but like i'm always having to buy i buy spinach constantly i eat a hundred different ways anyway the point is i want to talk about spinach because i find it super interesting you're Um, so funny um, yeah anyway and I apologize to anyone looking at me on Facebook today that I don't have my usual setup because my child is using my usual setup for their online classes. What a world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we're talking about spinach today. Are you a spinach household? Do you have spinach in your home? We do, but we don't have it every day. I mean, we'll have it, you know, a couple of times a month. Uh, we have sort of a we have Chinese spinach, you know, sometimes. Mm. So I think Which is delicious. it's very good as yeah. well. So. so see, I think it came from this thing where I found that, you know, lettuce doesn't always have a whole lot of nutritional value, no. right? Um, but spinach does. So I've always just kind of been someone who substitutes lettuce for spinach. So I've just always had spinach around. Um, and I find it really easy to like sneak it into my children's diets. Like I put it in smoothies or I chop it up really small. Or if I picture it as dinosaur food, I have on the rare occasion seen it to be eaten raw in leaf form. So <laughs> You're so creative. <laughs> Dinosaur food. But um, I, want, I thought it was an interesting thing. And I also thought it was interesting because we have uh, cultural references about spinach as well in Popeye. Popeye the Sailor Man and his incredibly industrial quantities of spinach, which we're going to get to because it's a really interesting misnomer, that whole thing. So we're going to get to that a bit later in the, in the column. Um, so... Interesting you said about uh, uh, eating kind of Chinese spinach. Um, China produces nearly 19 million tons or 85% of globally consumed spinach. Did you have, I had no idea. I had no idea. So technically speaking, they're all Chinese spinach. It's all Chinese. It could spinach. all be Chinese spinach. Yeah, so spinach is um it's a really it's a really interesting. So it's a flowering plant um that actually originated in Persia or modern day Iran, right? Um and for that reason in, in um China it's known as Persian green because of its origins. It's a really fascinating thing. So um, there's lots of different kinds of uh, spinach. There's lots of different varieties that we have, um, kind of like you've got the Savoy spinach, which is that dark green, crinkly and curly leaves. Then you've got flat, smooth leaf spinach, and you've got semi-Savoy, which is kind of a hybrid variety. There's lots of different varieties of spinach that we have, and it's got a good reputation. It sounds like a healthy food, right? Like spinach 
spinach just sounds healthy. Um, and there's a good reason for that. It's an excellent source of vitamin A, K, E, B vitamin group as well. It's high in dietary fiber. It um, It's enriched with vitamin C, which is also fantastic because it has sort of antioxidant properties and infection, um, you know, which helps uh, fight against infection and reduce oxygen derived free radicals. It's got all those good things that we like to hear. It's also got um, potassium, manganese, magnesium, copper, calcium, zinc. Um, and so it's got all these really good things about it that make it a good food. Um, of course, um, it's also really good at um, removing excess uh, excess water from the body. It also have a, has a mild laxative effect. Um, it's rich in folic acid, which is why it's particularly good for pregnant women. So like, it's kind of earned its good reputation. But we're, um, we're going to talk about its iron content a little bit later because that's why it was famous with Popeye um, was Yep, exactly that. Chuffing back um, things of, of spinach. Um, people even used green pigments because it's that green of spinach, that real fresh green of spinach that's so healthy looking. Right. But in medieval times, they even used that green pigment as for paintings to use the color green from spinach. So it's um, it also just a, a cup. Uh, just half a cup, sorry, not even a cup, but half a cup of raw spinach counts as one of your five of the five fruits of one of the five servings of fruits and vegetables that you should be eating every day. Um, and so it's it's a pretty it's a pretty amazing food in lots and lots of different ways. Um, anyway, uh, so if we look at the kind of history of spinach, which is kind of fascinating in itself, uh, spinach originally came from Persia, as I mentioned, now to, uh, modern day Iran, where it was known as aspanak. And um, this sort of green leafy vegetable made its way to China in the 7th century when the king of Nepal sent it as a gift. And spinach was eventually brought to Europe in the 11th century when it was introduced to Spain by the Moors. Um, so the um, Muslims of North, North Africa. And in fact, spinach was known as the Spanish vegetable in England. So it has this quite exotic thing. And uh, what I really like is in the 16th century, spinach became the favorite ve vegetable of Catherine de Medici of the famous Medici family of the Italian Renaissance. When she left her home in Florence, Italy, to marry King Henry II of France, she brought along her own cooks who could prepare spinach in the many different ways that she liked. Like this is a, you know, this is a, a proper sort of queen, a queen who wanted spinach in lots of different ways. And since this time, since this time in the 16th century, dishes prepared on a bed of spinach are referred to as a la Florentine, oh. which is why when you have like, like when I was like, now I understand when you have like eggs Florentine. Yes. I'm like, oh yeah, because they stuck it on the spinach. On the spinach, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's why it's called that. You learn something new every day. Um, it began being cultivated in North America by the early 19th century. And in recent times, when I say recent times, it seems like a lifetime ago now, it was popularized by the cartoon character Popeye, who attributes his amazing strength to a daily diet of green leafy vegetables. Um, in fact, when Popeye made his debut on January 17th, 1929, spinach became the third most popular children's food after turkey and ice cream which is fascinating for me because I can't believe that um, turkey and ice turkey made the list. Like, I mean, I'm a fan of eating turkey meat, but it's like turkey, really? Like there's a lot of other things. Anyway, um, and today, and this is like today, this is like, you know, we're in the 2020s now, more than 94% of Americans still associate spinach with Popeye, right? I mean, like, I don't think I've ever actually watched a full Popeye Episode. the Sailor 
No, but it makes me think of Popeye also. Right, it does. It just makes me think of it too. Um, so it has this. It has a lot of really fascinating things. But I want to talk a little bit about that, about um, that Popeye reference, because it's super interesting. So um, th- there's a true uh, there's a true science of spinach, and what the it's actually Popeye a Popeye myth about spinach as well. So it turns out that um, uh, the Popeye and spinach connection is kind of a lie. Um, Basically, um, oh, no. Popeye. If for those who don't know, that's okay. It's not. It's okay. It's still good. Spinach is still great. Okay, we're not gonna. It's not a PR. This is not an anti-PR exercise. Of spinach. Um, Popeye, with his odd accent and improbable forearms, um, used to use spinach to great effect. Right? It gave him his strength. Um, but why did he eat so much of it? Um, what was the reason for his obsession with such a strange food? You know, like you'd assume in a cartoon, maybe he'd be biting huge drumsticks of meat or something right like if we talk about stereotypes about energy um but the truth begins more than 50 years earlier back in 1870 eric von wolf great name a german chemist examined the amount of within spinach among other green vegetables as well in his recording uh, in re- when he was recording his findings he accidentally misplaced a point transcribing data from his notebook, changing the iron content in spinach by an order of magnitude, right? So while there are actually only 3.5 milligrams of iron in a 100 gram serving of spinach, the accepted fact became 35 milligrams. So people, just literally because of this, to put this in perspective, if this calculation was actually correct, each 100 gram serving of spinach would be like eating a small piece of a paper clip. <laughs> it would be that high in iron. So this is completely improbable. But he just put the decimal point in the wrong place when he was writing it down in a notebook. But once that incorrect number was printed, spinach's nutritional value became totally legendary. So when Popeye was created, studio executives recommended that he eat spinach for his strength because everyone was talking about how spinach is this incredible superfood full of iron. So they are obviously like, whoa, we've got to have him eating spinach. Um, And apparently Popeye helped to increase American consumption of spinach by a third. That's how effective. (laughs) That wasn't even their intention. They were just making a cartoon. But that's what that's what the effect of that was. the error was actually corrected. It took a while for the error to be corrected in 1937 when someone rechecked the numbers. This is what's really <laughs> interesting about this whole thing. Is that fact it's so checking. To fact check. You know what I mean? And to really fact check. And don't assume anyone else has done it because they probably haven't. <laughs> because they didn't for years. Uh, but the damage had been done. And this had spread and spread and spread. And so at this point, um, you know, but the error was so widespread that the British Medical Journal published an article discussing the specific spinach incident in 1981, trying to debunk the whole issue. So the British Medical Journal were like, like, this is like a really long time, like 100 years after the fact, almost saying this was a big mistake and everyone's kind of hasn't really worked this out. But it's really interesting because this whole story is kind of an allegory about our human ego and our chronic propensity for shortcuts, right? So we want to, you know, the reason that this error spread is because it's a lot easier to spread the first thing you find or the fact that sounds correct rather than to delve deeply into the literature in search of the correct fact. So I find that just a really interesting kind of story because we think this has happened like a thousand times over for things that are not as 
harmless as people eating more spinach. Um, but yeah, so it's it's really really interesting. So um, uh, another thing that is super amazing about spinach um, is that, um, and I find this kind of one of those things where you just go, thank you for going into science, all of you scientists. Um, in a recent uh, a study that was recently published in the journal Biomaterials, offered an innovative way to solve a common problem in tissue engineering. So, if you look at, for example, the vascular system of our heart, it is incredibly complex. And that's what makes things like heart problems incredibly difficult to fix. Even the most sophisticated 3D printers that we have could not come close right now, maybe they will in the future, to fabricating the structure of our heart's vascular system. It's so amazing. Um, but uh, people have start, uh, scientists, researchers at War Worcester Polytechnic Institute have started using spinach leaves as the backbone for heart tissue. Right. So if you look at look at these, um, you know, even though plants and animals transport fluids throughout our bodies, our, our systems in very different ways, their vascular structures are really similar. That kind of universal Veiny design. Right? Kind you know, of, yeah. Looking at exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. You hold you hold a leaf up to the, the light and what do you see? You see a kind of a plant va vascular system that's very similar to the human system and serves an identical purpose really to carry nutrients back and forth. Um, so to use that structure, researchers had to first remove the plant cells, leaving the vascular system intact. And to accomplish this, they have to wash the leaves using a type of detergent, which would turn the leaf from transparent uh, from transparent green to translucent white. So it became kind of a white thing. And that remaining cellulose structure that they're left with once they wash that leaf is compatible with human tissue, which is mind blowing. That's amazing. Um, Oh, so what they did is the researchers then seeded the spinach with cardiac tissue, which began to grow inside the leaf. And after five days, they witnessed some of the tissue contracting on the microscopic level. In other words, the spinach leaf began to beat that those cardiac cells started to do what they were supposed to do. And they passed liquids and microbeads the size of human blood cells through the leaves to show that they could potentially transport blood. So even though the team wasn't aiming to grow a full heart from spinach, which just seems like the most absurd, insane sci-fi kind of concept, they hoped that the method could be used to help patients who'd suffered from a heart attack or another heart problem. So long term, they're kind of envisioning implanting a graft in damaged heart tissue using that cellular, I'm sorry, that cellular structure taken from a, a spinach leaf, for goodness sake. Um, so, which I just think it's is like incredible. mind-blowing. And they hope that they could make a patch as thick and strong as natural heart tissue. Like, but it actually could be like a graft. That you, I mean, come on, that's that's incredible. That's again, I just get on my knees and kiss the feet of the people who spend their lives doing this kind of work. Um, so yeah, so it's quite amazing. So it's not, it's kind of interesting because this isn't the only, if you look into it, you'll be in a black hole. It's not the only superfood people are working with in science for these sorts of things. They've removed cells from leaves of parsley um, and things like that as well. Um, and in the future, different plants could be used um, as scaffolding to grow different patches and replacement parts. For instance, the hollow, um, they, they sort of said like, 
uh, wood or bamboo could be used to engineer bone because of the structure and all those other things. So it's kind of really, really, really fascinating. Um, so yes, but in just for us everyday people, well, no, everyday people still have heart conditions, so there's some hope on the horizon. Um, but it's just a great, it's a great thing. Spinach is a great thing. It's good for our, it's good for our vision. It's good for our energy levels. They say it can restore energy, increase vitality, and improve the quality of our blood. Which I don't know what that means, but it just sounds delightful. I want to have better quality blood. <laughs> they also say it can help heart health. So inside, you know, they're researching to use it as a graft, but they actually say just um, because spinach like beetroot is naturally rich in compounds called nitrates, and these can improve blood flow and pressure by relaxing the blood vessels, which reduces arterial stiffness, which is a really important thing. So a reduction in, in blood pressure helps reduce the risk of heart disease and strokes and things like that as well. Um, so they also say that it may um, spinach can help people who have suffered from a heart attack as well, because it's really good for our vascular system and they also say because it's high in vitamin k as well as magnesium calcium phosphorus it's really good for bone health too um so it's it's pretty fascinating it's really really fascinating and it's made me feel really good that i eat so much of the dumb stuff but, um, you're making me crave it now i'm thinking i'm gonna have to get like a you know bags of it and just you know incorporate yeah. it i mean how well, do you nothing, do, do you have it raw cruise or do you have it sort of do you cook it how, i eat it you... raw salads but it's expensive and then i like just having chinese spinach and they actually say that cooking it is quite a good way to unlock some of its health benefits um so you know you think just having it as um as raw is the best thing but that's not necessarily true they have said that um they have said that um because it, it can have, it can be high in oxalic acid, which can block the absorption of calcium and iron. Um, so it's a good thing to eat spinach with some vitamin C, but it can also be reduced if you boil the leaves for a little bit, if you cook them a little bit, it can also, it can also affect it. So cooking it a little bit, not like loads, because that would completely diminish it nutritional value but if you cook it a wee bit if you kind of just like pan fry it with a bit of garlic that's <laughs> how i delight delight in having spinach it's extremely good for you yeah so yeah and also just cutting it up really fine so blending it and breaking down those uh, those structures as well creating this other chemical reaction from chopping it all up into really really small pieces it's also really really good way to unlock its nutritional benefits so yeah i have it in loads of things I even buy it i buy it canned i buy it frozen i buy it fresh you can buy it canned <laughs> Yes, you can buy it canned and um, yes, it's particularly easy because you could just, it's all kind of like mushed and cooked, kind of easy to serve and you can just mix it into stuff, mix it into sauces and things like that. Obviously, I sound like a professional chef right now, <laughs> not even remotely, literally like everyone's going, oh, she eats canned spinach, like what is she? Not I at can all. tell you what I am. It's convenient. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I have, a, I have a couple of quotes today too, actually, that I can share with you. Um, only the two. I found quite a few, but they weren't. Um, they were mainly Popeye related, which seemed a bit, you know, we've done that. Um, so the first one is from journalist Dan Rather, who said, "Never eat spinach just before going on the air," <laughs> which is probably a good thing to do. I think it's because maybe it gets stuck in the teeth. Maybe yes. Correct, which isn't a problem now because we all have masks on. So eat whatever spinach <laughs> you like whenever you want to eat it, to be completely honest. Although you do have to live with your your consumption decisions. Have you noticed that too with wearing masks? Like if you choose to have raw onions, oh. you're going to be living with those raw onions. <laughs> I know. This morning I had I had a smoked salmon brioche. So I was like, oh, ah, I'm living sure. with it right now. Bold choice. <laughs> I made the same mistake yesterday. 
anyway, um, and then there's the quote uh, from Magnus. I don't know what the rest of his name is. He's just listed as Magnus. And he said, I realized there were no good role models for kids. Popeye eats spinach, but also smokes and hits people. <laughs> so maybe that's a message about everything in moderation. I'm not sure what that quote's about. <laughs> exactly. Right, Cruz. Thank, thank you so much for sharing and, and, and for sharing the ways that you cook spinach and that you prepare it. Those are sort of good nuggets because sometimes, well, maybe hide them, hide them in Eating the nuggets. Spinach out of a tin. <laughs> yeah, hide them in the nuggets for sure. And in sauces or in bolognese. Is there something that spinach doesn't go well with? Oh, tofu. That's it. I, is that an old wives' tale? I remember my grandma don't said, know. don't never mix tofu uh, with spinach. Um, if our listeners maybe can... it's the high water content you know what i mean it would make your tofu really kind of unless it's a watery tofu you're working with i'm not sure once again not a chef <laughs> I, I don't know if somebody yeah i, th I think it's mixing mm. foods can be dangerous anyway may maybe i can find out more information we don't want to be spreading rumors but yes if anybody knows anything about not mixing spinach with certain foods please feel free to come forward meanwhile cruz thank you so much once again for your sharing this week and i look forward uh, to more chats with you uh, next week with our midweek audio column thank you very much indeed for your time See ya. See ya. Bye.